0: at fbcaa.org live. We want to thank you for listening and pray that you will be edified. Join us now as Pastor Postiff opens God's Word. We're going to read two psalms in a row, first one, The scripture says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory. Among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples, give to the Lord glory and strength, give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Say among the nations, The Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord, for He is coming, for He is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with His truth. Psalm 96. Psalm 97, please, now. This message is going to be a lot of scripture this morning, uh, these first two psalms to start us off and a number of others. Let's uh, Think about the verse, uh, 12 verses rather, of Psalm 97. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of isles be glad. I reflect, my friends, that although we can say this today, we will say it with renewed vigor and praise when Christ comes to reign on the earth. And we will be able to say this, which in God's sovereignty, he does reign today, but then, then, we will will be glad and rejoice because he will reign directly in the governmental structure on the earth. Verse 2, Clouds and darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Amen to that. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. A fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. His lightnings light the world The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare His righteousness, and all the peoples see His glory. Let all be put to shame who serve carved images, who boast of idols. Worship Him, all you gods, so-called Zion hears and is glad and the daughter of Judah sorry the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments O Lord for you Lord are most high above all the earth you are exalted far above all gods you who love the Lord hate evil he preserves the souls of his saints he delivers them out of the hand of the wicked Light is sown for the righteous, and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Our thought for this morning around the table is simply this, the joy or the rejoicing about our salvation. You noticed in the hymns that uh, we sang about uh, being happy, being satisfied, being glad. We read about this rejoicing, being glad that God is in charge, that he delivers his people out of the hands of the wicked and so on. The thought for this morning is the joy of our salvation. The hymns reflected this idea. It's not only possible to be happy as a Christian, possible, but it's normal. It's natural. Despite bad circumstances, we can have an underlying satisfaction and joy in God because of what Christ has done for us and how God has displayed his love toward us. As I said, our, our message this morning is going to be heavy on some scriptures, and I just want to read some of them to you and make some comments along the way about this thought for the morning of the joy of salvation. Psalm 51.12 says, Restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Obviously, David, King David had a problem in his sin and he had no joy when he was holding back his confession and not making right what he had to make right. The scriptures tell us very clearly that it is our portion that we must confess our sins. And I think that at a time like this, although... The table of the Lord is not only about personal confession of sin and, and this, the problem of, of sin in the Corinthian church that Paul brings up, which we're reminded of, was a broad-based, church-wide kind of problem. I think it is still very valid for us to consider our own walk with the Lord and how that works with other believers as we approach the table. Uh, David had no joy when he was holding back from God. When he, was, when he was trying to hide his iniquity, not admit it, not deal with it, um, try to keep it from everybody that he could, uh, not be honest and transparent about it, not just admit, humble himself and say, Lord, I have sinned. He had no joy. And we shouldn't be surprised about that. That's just the way of life, like 2 plus 2 is 4. Those who hide their sin will not prosper. That's just axiomatic. Psalm 32, five says, I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And elsewhere in that psalm, which we've looked at in some more detail and setting like this one in Psalm 32, he spoke about how blessed it is for the man who is forgiven of his iniquities, how blessed, How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. That's Psalm 32, and that is in response to David confessing his transgressions. We could go to 1 John 1.9 also, but we don't have to do that because Psalm 32.5 says, I acknowledge my sin, my iniquity I have not hidden. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. That is the pattern of God's people from the beginning of time until the present and shall ever be until sin is eradicated from our existence in the heavenly state. Whenever there is sin, there needs to be confession to God about that sin that is clear in the scriptures. And without that, you are going to be one miserable soul. Just believe what I'm saying. If you don't believe me, just take the Bible at the word that we're giving to you. Uh, Somebody who is... In sin, like David was, says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And that joy is kind of like the first joy that you have when you come to faith in Christ, when you realize your sins are lifted. The burden is lifted at Calvary, and you just have a new step, a lighter feeling about yourself, not that deep depression and difficulty that you had. And when you're weighed down by the conviction of your sin and your conscience working on you, A similar sort of thing happened in Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 10. You remember that passage is the great reading of the scriptures for a quarter of the day and the people being taught and confessing their sins and so on during that period of time. And after they heard the word, they wept because they realized how woefully they had fallen short of God's requirements. But the leaders encouraged the people this way. It says, and all the people, well, it's verse 9 actually, says, go and eat the fat and drink the sweet and send a portion for those for whom nothing is prepared. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and greatly rejoice. Why? Because they had understood the words that were declared to them. Scripture tells us that even though the Bible exposes our sin and causes that grief because we understand that we've done wrong, The scriptures also provide the uh, fix for that and tell us that we can be encouraged and we can go away with joy and rejoicing because we've heard and understood what God has done for us in in, in rejoicing, just thanking him that he has caused us to turn from sin and he has cleansed us from our iniquities. Psalm 42.4 then. When I remember these things, the psalmist said, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Even while pouring out his soul's sorrows elsewhere in that psalm, the psalmist remembers when he traveled to the temple with joy as they celebrated the assigned festivals. I hope that although we don't come to the assigned festivals at Fellowship Bible Church every, you know, three times a year, I hope that you can come with joy and rejoicing to the, the household of God as we join together around the table and uh, around worship of our Lord. Psalm 84, 1-4. to How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. So not only does he come to the house of God with joy in his heart, but he longs to do that. He longs to be there with the Lord. Joy toward the living God. Psalm 126, 1-3. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad and we are glad. Think of that. Put yourself into their spot and their position when the Lord brought them back from the captivity of Zion. But just put yourself in it like this when the Lord brought me back from the captivity of sin. When he brought me out of that captivity, that dominion of sin. We were like those who dream our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Our theme this morning, the joy of salvation, and you see that here. This salvation was a salvation from Babylon. Our salvation is from a much harsher master. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. another thought here. Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. So not only joy in the the house of God and the salvation of God, but joy in the word of God. Jeremiah testifies, your words were found and I ate them. I, I embraced them, I imbibed them, I took them into my inmost being, And it was a joy and a rejoicing in my heart. Just like in Nehemiah 8.10, they heard the word of God, and because they understood it, they went away with rejoicing. Well, we read Psalm 96 and 97. Here's another brief one, Psalm 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation. His righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his mercy and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. How much more that's true today with the salvation that has come to Jews and Gentiles, not just to the nation of Israel. Verse 4, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a psalm, with trumpets and the sound of a horn, Shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness he shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. It's interesting that at least two of those psalms have a heavy emphasis on joy, and then at the end, why? Because he's coming to judge the earth. That's a joyful experience or thought for us who are believers because we have confidence before him at his coming and his judgment, but those of the earth do not have that same, that same kind of confidence. I wonder what the sea will look like when it ceases its angry, raging under the curse of sin, and... Rolls with rejoicing before God. What will the sea look like? What will those waves look like? Not the angry waves of, of a tsunami, but the happy waves rejoicing in their creator. I don't know how that will look, but you can think of it with great anticipation and just wonder at what God will do. Isaiah forty four twenty one. Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for you are my servant, I have formed you. You are my servant, O Israel, and you will not be forgotten by me. I have blotted out, now listen to this, I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions and like a cloud your sins. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done it. Shout, you lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, you mountains, O forest, and every tree in it. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, and He who formed you from the womb, I am the Lord who makes all things, who stretches out the heavens all alone, who spreads abroad the earth by myself. God has redeemed His people and will not forget them. And His servants are to likewise not forget Him, not to forget, but to remember His salvation. And what that salvation is, well, He describes it in verse 22. I want you to note that again. I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions. So, if you think about the maybe the deep, um, maybe moderate to deep despair that you feel on a very dark and cloudy day, some of you that have seasonal affective, uh, whatever you call it, disorder. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a disorder if many of us, (laughs) Face it, it's a normal thing in a sense, but that seasonal effect of effect. You think about that, the dark clouds, compare that, that's like the sin situation. Compare that to the brightest of bright, sunny days with the bluest of skies, not a cloud of sin above you. That's what he's picturing here. Think of that and think of the joy that that brings. For a believer, we certainly can walk out into a sunshiny day and look up and thank God and say, wow, that is so nice. Thank God for that. I hope that you do do that. You know, don't go outside like one of our boys did when they were small and say after church, it's too bright out here. (laughs) Back to our complaining theme, which we'll get to later this morning it's too bright out here it's never too bright when your sins are removed and the clouds are away representing the thick darkness of transgression on some new testament verses john three twenty nine: he who has the bride is the bridegroom but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. There is an unselfishness about John the Baptist where he did not have to be number one. He didn't want to be the greatest. He wanted to decrease so that the Lord could increase, and that made him happy. He was the friend of the bridegroom, standing by and hearing him and rejoicing greatly. Joy at Jesus Christ. We should share that joy that John the Baptist had at that time. Hopefully not fall into the depression that he had in Matthew 11 in his pr- imprisonment. John 15, 10 through 12. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you keeping his commandments tied into this whole notion that his joy might remain in us. Think of that, the joy of Christ remaining in your heart. His joy in you. That's what he's saying. That my joy may remain in you. John 16:24. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive. Why? Or well, with what end that your Remember joy might be full ask in the name of Christ and receive and, and think of the joy of answered prayer John 17:13 in that the high priestly prayer of our Lord the son speaking to the father but now I come to you he says to the father and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves the joy of Christ made complete in accordance with his prayer. One more verse. First Peter 1.8. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you what? Rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Though we don't see Jesus... We love him, we believe in him, and we rejoice in him with a joy that's inexpressible and full of glory. I'm sure you, if you've been a believer for any length of time, even even not, even for a very short amount of time, you've experienced that kind of joy that, that, that rolls over your soul that you can't quite express. Do you know what I'm talking about? You try to put words to it and there's not the right amount, kind, type of words to express what you have experienced in salvation and with God and His grace toward you. Yeah, that's it. You rejoice with joy and expressible and full of glory, though we don't see Him. Well, we talked about confession at the beginning, and I, I want to encourage you about the other spiritual disciplines in your life, Bible intake, prayer, worship, evangelism, serving Him, stewardship fasting sometimes, silence and solitude before him, and perseverance in these disciplines. You know, if you do these things like the Lord said, if you love me, keep my commandments, his joy would be full in you. If you are participating in the things of God, there's no reason why you should be existing in a state of despair. You have all the reason in the world to have the joy of the Lord and to... Have that joy of the Lord as your strength. If you maybe have fallen into a little bit of a pit, ask God to restore to you the joy of your salvation so that you can get back to what you had before. So we've read a lot of scripture. It Reminds us that we can joyfully praise our God for what He has done in offering Himself in our place. For our sins in order to cleanse us and to make us new creatures. I thank the Lord for that. I rejoice in Him and as we pray in the next few moments ourselves quietly around the table and prepare to take the elements, I hope you too will rejoice in the God of your salvation. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we do want to express to you our gratitude, our joy, our delight, our thanksgiving at salvation and all that you've done for us after the initial moments of our new life justifying us regenerating us and then continuing to work in us so that we might work out that salvation which you have given to us. And Lord, I pray that somehow these verses have uplifted the spirits of some of the saints here today that may have come in with a little bit of with a little bit of sorrow or a little bit of lack of joy in their lives. Lift us up. Remind us of the joy of salvation and the generosity of your spirit and the greatness of your love and the desire you have to answer our prayer and the call for us to love you and to love others and to maintain a confession of sin so that we might not fall into a slew of despond. Keep our thoughts looking unto Jesus so that we would have that joy of salvation. May we be happy, not whimsically happy, but deeply joyful and rejoicing in the God of our salvation. You have done great things for us, whereof we are glad. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to say... Goodbye for the moment to those that are online we'll have our gathered uh, worship here at the table which we cannot do uh, with uh, remotely uh, this is one of those things that we just will not uh, bend on doing remotely the Lord's table and we want to encourage everyone that uh, can to come and participate at the table uh, you are here this morning some of you may be listening online um, have not participated in a while at the Lord's table service can I Give you a little extra poke to uh, get here or to your local church if you're remote from here to, uh, to do that. Yes, we need, need to have uh, this service. It's a critical part of the life of the church. It's one of the two ordinances. So we'll do that gathered here at the church, and uh, we'll be back uh, online at about 1045. Thank you.